0: Today on episode number 82 of the podcast, we're talking about ways to stay in shape and exercising after losing your sight. What's up VIPs? Welcome to the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek, I'm your host, and joining me as always is my beautiful wife and co-host, April. Hello, everyone. So, first of all, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. It has been a hot minute since we've done a podcast episode. Um, I will take the blame for that because, uh, well, it's my fault. I will say my wife has been very encouraging, like, hey, we're going to do a podcast? Hey, you know. I have. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just been a while. We had a lot of stuff going on over the summer. I went and got a guide dog. If you're not familiar with that, you can check out the YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know, click around after you watch this video. Um, But a lot's been going on. However, here we are. And so, you know, it's a good time. Anyway, today we are going to talk about exercise. Uh, My wife and I, at the beginning of this year, started a program And can we mention the program? Is that okay? I don't know why not. Okay, good. We will uh, put her on the spot. Uh, It's a program called Faster Way to Fat Loss. And uh, it's been a great program for us. If you want to know more information about that program, leave a comment down below on this video. Or if you're listening, send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. And uh, we'll give you more information. But it's been a great program for us. We've lost weight. We've gotten in shape. We're eating better. Yep. All the good stuff. Yeah, it's been Uh, great. Yeah, absolutely. So... We thought we'd talk about exercise and getting moving after sight loss because so often we think, oh, I can't do this because now I can't drive to the gym or how am I going to run around the block? I might run into something and (laughs) so forth. So we're going to talk about it and I think it's going to be a good conversation. So let's go ahead without further ado and just jump into all the good stuff. First of all, we got to say, big disclaimer, we're not medical professionals like nutritionists and uh, personal trainers and things like that. Right. I did not
1: have a degree in health sciences or anything like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there goes my guide dog. What is he doing, Koa? What are you doing? See, this is what's like having a guide dog. <laughs> you try to record a podcast. My wife even said, "Why don't you tie him down? Yeah, he'd be fine." Koa, Come tried on. to tell you. Let's go. Let's go. Here he comes, slowly but surely. <laughs> anyway, this is life having a dog, not just a guide dog. Uh, yeah, but we're not medical professionals. So always take everything we say and make sure that you then approach medical professional if you want to start something like a major diet change or anything like that.
1: Activity changes. Absolutely. Make sure you're healthy enough to start doing those things before you start them.
0: Absolutely. All right. So the first thing I have down here on my notes is just start moving. I think that's such a crucial thing. Uh, It's like, well, I can't do this whole routine. I can't go to the gym. I can't. No, just start moving. Right. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. You just got to get up and move. Right. Absolutely. I I think that's one of the things we really just had to kind of get past. Like, we just got to start moving.
1: Well, and simple things like everyday activities, like going up and down stairs instead of taking the elevator. Or choosing to walk somewhere, which most VIPs are going to walk. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to the store for any reason or going to the mall, choosing to park further away or doing something that you're going to move more rather than, you know, parking closer or taking the elevator so that you don't have to take as many steps.
0: Absolutely. And, and it's important to remember as well that low intensity is still working out. Right. Just because you're not going to the gym and cranking out, you know, uh, 500 pounds on the bench mm-hmm. and things like that, just because you're not doing that high intensity stuff doesn't mean you're not working out. Right. Uh, so it's important to remember that.
1: And I also think about it doesn't have to be let's labeling it a workout. It can be a ten-minute walk, a fifteen-minute walk. You, if you have a treadmill in your house, or you have access to a bicycle that you could um, elevate and not have to actually, you know, ride around the block or around the neighborhood. Something that is stationary, you know, you can do those kind of things. That you know, you don't even have to label it a workout. If you just move a little extra during your day, then your body is benefiting from that extra movement each time
0: absolutely and i think that's probably important to remember like oh i've got to do a workout i've got to have this exercise or whatever. it's like no just just get moving yeah you know it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're moving because a lot of times especially when you first lose your sight you get real sedentary you Mm -hmm. know you just don't move because you're afraid to go out into the world and the chaos that the world presents and you just stay at home and you don't do a whole lot Now, even when you're at home, that doesn't mean you can't move. And so we want to talk about some of the things, just give you some ideas and examples on things to do, even if you're trapped at home because of transportation and all that sort of thing. Right. So first of all, and I think my wife mentioned it, um, walking around the neighborhood. Now, I know my neighborhood really well. Now my guide dog knows my neighborhood really well. (laughs) But I can get around my neighborhood pretty easily. And probably the same for you. Let's say you live in a subdivision. You probably know the sidewalks and where the cars park and where the trash cans will be and all that sort of thing. (laughs) It's probably going to be fine for you to get out and walk your neighborhood. Maybe even if you live in a rural area, you know, just go walk the roads. You probably know your area pretty well. So just get out, take that walk. You don't have to walk 90 miles an hour. Uh, like the dog wants to, you know, but of course now I'm sort of used to it at this point. I feel like if my legs aren't hurting two minutes into the walk, we're not walking fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, let's get up to the trot as, uh, Kate, my trainer used to say. So, uh, that's the first thing walking around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second thing I have down here is lifting dumbbells at home. Now we actually went out and purchased some dumbbells uh, Mm -hmm. to use at home. What kind of things do we have that we actually use?
1: So we have... Multiple sets of dumbbells. We have five, eights, tens, twelves, and now 15s mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, just starting low and building up as you get stronger is something that you can do. You know, you can do um, arm exercises, you can do leg exercises, and you don't need a whole lot of equipment and you don't have to have anything fancy either. Dumbbells are super simple. And if you don't have dumbbells, you can use things around the house. You can use a gallon of milk. You can use your kids. You can fill a backpack with books and lift it as well. It's not something that you have to have specific gym equipment or workout equipment to do, you can use household items. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, a, it's not a matter of having to go and purchase a lot of things. You can use regular everyday items as well.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you might even think about going someplace. I know we have a store in our area area called Play It Again Sports, Mm -hmm. and they have used equipment. I mean, all kinds of stuff bikes and treadmills, all kinds of stuff. But you could probably go in there and get used equipment. And then when you're done using the five pounds, you're like, oh, I moved up. You could take those and maybe get a little money for the next set of used equipment you're going to buy. So there are ways to save money. And as she said, you don't have to spend a bunch of money. You can just put some books in a backpack and you know, walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, That's a really good thing. Yeah. Also we use, uh, what are those things called? The resistance bands. Resistance bands. Yeah. And
1: ours have um, handles on each end of them. So they're easier to hold on to. They've got cushion there. um, So they don't pinch your skin or anything, but there's others that are, that don't have the handles on them. And there are some that are just like a whole loop as well that Mm -hmm. are nice too. So.
0: Yeah. And they're like, there's all kinds of things like that. You don't have to go uh, spend a bunch of money, at a gym every month or anything like that, and especially since it's difficult so that you can't drive anymore, and if you're not on a bus route and Uber's too expensive, you can have this stuff at home, mm-hmm. and it's not too expensive, and you can really get a good workout going. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I have here is doing push-ups, crunches, stuff like that, stuff that is your own body weight, right? Um, you know, squats, so, yeah.
1: Um, calf raises where you just go up on your toes, just working your calf muscles because, you know. Walking more means your legs are going to be sore and they're going to be um, tired and you need to be able to build that muscle up so that your legs can endure more walking and mm-hmm. more moving.
0: Oh my gosh. When we first started, especially, so in our workout, uh, Saturdays is leg day <laughs> and I got to tell treat you, day. it's also treat day, which, <laughs> which sometimes it feels like, Oh, I, I wish these were on different days because now I feel terrible, but Eating a donut will make me feel better. (laughs) Uh, But my legs, oh, it was awful. Like, I was like, I can't. And that was just like baseline simple stuff. I mean, we've gotten a lot farther into it now, but oh, it felt terrible. And I, I think one of the things I had struggled with was I heard people say like, oh, if I don't work out, then I feel bad. And I was like, I haven't reached that point. No. <laughs> like, if I work out, I feel bad. That's right. what I was like. I, I don't know if I've reached that point yet or not, but I think I just wanted to say that because when you're doing all of those things, squats and push-ups and all that stuff, it's going to not feel great. Right. Like, you know, it, well, it and not That's feel why great.
1: it's so important to start low and build. You know, don't challenge yourself to do 30 push-ups in a day. I've been doing this for, you know, eight months. We've been doing like a regular workout routine and I'm barely to the point that I can do 30 pushups in a matter of an hour workout. I can't, Mm. I can't do them all in a row. So, you know, it's, it's building up slowly as you move on and not expecting too much of yourself either. Because if you try to push yourself, then you, I would be, especially, I would be disappointed in not being able to hit that goal that I have. So whenever you're starting out, you just want to start out slow and build up and be proud of yourself for the progress that you're making.
0: Yeah, and I think that's important to remember as well because you've already got some, uh, and there goes my dog again, <laughs> anyway, uh, you've already got some, like, sadness going on, some things that are happening. You don't want to have just another thing to fail at, like, right. that's not what you want to do. Right. You want to have something that's supposed to help you, help you physically, mentally, I mean, emotionally, you get some of those endorphins going, and you're like, oh, I feel good, this is great. So, make sure it's helping you and not, not a huge hindrance. Yes. Um, and so next, I we talked about taking the stairs. If you've mm-hmm. got stairs in your house or maybe stairs at an office, something like that, take the stairs. Um, and then I also have using a fitness tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can get uh, Fitbits for pretty inexpensive. Um, April and I both use Apple Watches, which are glorified iPhone accessories, right. to be 100% honest. You don't have to spend the money on that. You don't even need a fitness tracker. Uh, let me just make that clear. But if you want to use one, it is beneficial. The Apple Watch is completely expensive accessible. The Fitbit, although the device itself may not be accessible, I believe the app is uh, fairly accessible. I've heard people say that. So if you want to use a fitness tracker, it's a great way uh, to get in. Just know what in the world you're doing. Oh, I burned 200 calories. Okay, great. Well, at least you've got some sort of, you know, tracking that you can look at every day.
1: And even if you don't use a fitness tracker, most smartphones, I think all smartphones, as far as I know, have the ability to track your steps built in. So, you know, if you want to just even get to a goal of five, six, 10,000 steps in a day, you have that ability on your phone itself to be able to track those steps.
0: Absolutely. And that, and that's a great thing to remember. You've probably already got a phone in your pocket yep. and it'll do a lot of those things. Right. Uh, And finally, I wanted to mention, and we're not going to talk too deep into this uh, in this topic because, again, we're not uh, experts here, but don't forget about nutrition. Right. I know it's like, oh, don't tell me what to eat, Derek. I need to eat. And look, a a lot of stuff comes along with this because when you're going through sight loss, you could experience sadness, depression, anger, all those emotional things. And maybe you're an emotional eater. I know I am. Uh, I I can definitely admit that. The other Me night too. the other night this is a good example. So just a couple of nights ago, uh, we were going to make homemade pizzas. Well, the bread we had ended up getting moldy and we didn't realize it yep. until we were getting ready to make it. And so April was at work and my kids and I were at home and they're like, This bread is moldy. I'm like, Mark. <laughs> So we had to figure My it bad. out. My bad. Yeah. So we had to figure it out. And as we're figuring it out, as I'm panicking and going, you know, what am I going to do? I'm already thinking about what I'm going to eat after dinner. Like <laughs> what what horrible thing am I going to gorge myself with because I'm having an emotional right. uh, issue? And that's, you know, and so I recognize that and I didn't, you know, but emotional eating can be hard. Uh, however, when we're talking about nutrition, it's so important to combine exercise and healthy nutrition, mm-hmm. because let's face it, you can exercise a bunch and eat 27 Big Macs. It's not really going to be magically helpful right. in the end. Uh, and so I, I know we've talked about it, that nutrition is a key component. Yeah. And really,
1: I think nutrition is, is a great place to start. Um, Instead of maybe starting with working out, if you think that that's going to be more of a challenge than just trying to change the way you eat and trying to cut out some things or increase your water intake just to um, make small changes a little bit at a time and increase your quality of the foods that you eat. The the amount of food you eat sometimes even needs to change because Mm -hmm. we have found out on the program that that we've been doing that we weren't eating enough, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. our bodies were not fueled enough to build muscle and to lose fat as well. So we have actually increased the amount of food that we're eating, but we're also increasing the quality of the food that we're eating too. So, you know, maybe starting nutrition is, Um, you know, as your first change is the step that you need to take rather than starting with working out um, or increasing your activity at all.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important, as you mentioned earlier about, you know, making small changes, you don't have to completely overhaul your diet today, especially if you have something like uh, maybe you're diabetic or you've got some other things going on, you don't want to just completely overhaul it, but maybe one thing, just intake more water. Like, you know what, today I'm going to drink X amount of glasses of water. I'm going to try to get this many ounces of water, whatever the case is, and get yourself a big water bottle or a huge glass and just try to refill that thing all day. And that's the first really good step I think anybody can take is just drink a bunch more water. Right. Um, and, and like I said, and as she said, don't worry about trying to change everything overnight. Just make small steps yeah. because small steps will still get you to the goal, even though you might feel like it's never going to get there. You will get there. It and, will get there. And and you'll have the victory, even though it maybe took you a little longer. It's just like sight loss. You still can do the things. You just got to learn how to do them a little bit differently. Right. And that's Okay. So, as I said, and as we've talked about today, uh, exercising can be really important and can be so beneficial, Uh, and especially after sight loss, when you're dealing with a lot of other things, sometimes just having a routine that maybe every morning you get up and you take a walk around the block. Maybe you do five push-ups. Maybe you do a couple squats or crunches, whatever. But it gives you that routine and you're like, look, I got all this other stuff to deal with, with sight loss, but this I know I can do. I don't need any help. Uh, You know, I can do push-ups on my own and that can give you a victory every single morning when you wake up. So my question for you is, what is something that you do to stay active? Do you get up and do the push-ups, crunches? Do you go to the gym? Do you walk around? Do you go for a run, a jog? What are the things you do to stay active. I'd love to hear about it in the comments. And you can also send me that email or hit me up on social media anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and for watching today's podcast. got a couple of housekeeping items for you because the first thing we want you to do is to make sure that you subscribe.
1: Yep. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you don't miss another episode.
0: That's right. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. I use Overcast uh, on my iPhone. So wherever you get podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss another single episode. And of course, if you have questions, comments, you want to share your stories about exercise and nutrition, or you want to learn more, make sure to contact us. You can hit me up, Derek D-E-R-E-K at lifeaftersightloss.com. And as I said, on on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm trying to post a little more, give some encouraging information out there, so make sure to follow me on all the social media accounts. All right, well, we've come to the end of the podcast and I've got a really good quote for us today mm-hmm. and I think it really wraps up nicely what we've been talking about. So, Hun, why don't you yep. read that quote for us?
1: It says, don't wait, oh, sorry, hold on. Gotta get okay, the phone out. try again. <laughs> uh, don't wait until you've reached your goal to be proud of yourself. Be proud of every step you take toward reaching that goal. And it's an unknown quote.
0: Unknown. I'm sure somebody great said that. Uh, Don't wait to be proud of yourself. I think that's, this goes along with exercise and nutrition and such, but it really goes along with life because when you lose your sight, you're going to have to learn new things and new ways to do things. So don't wait to be proud of yourself. Right. You know, don't wait until you know how to do every single thing or reach every single goal. you know, be proud of yourself. Today. What do they say it's all about? Um, progress. Progress over perfection. That's right. It's progress, not perfection. So you want to make sure that you are proud of yourself today. Take the goal that you had today and give yourself a high five. Absolutely. And unless you talk to yourself too much, then maybe don't give yourself a (laughs) high five. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching, for listening. I really appreciate it. And as always, remember, guys, that sight loss isn't the end. It's
1: only beginning no, try that again.
0: Let's try again, dear. Come sorry. on, sorry. Focus. We haven't done this in like no, six months. No, we have.
1: See, <laughs> I tried. I get out of the habit of it because we haven't done uh, it for
0: so long. All right, guys. Remember, sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name's Derek, and I'm April. And we'll see you in the, in the next, next one. one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>